data-driven, ambitious, and love all things marketing? I'm Emma. I've dabbled in all marketing channels in my career. And my passion? Providing my team with the tools to be the superstars. So, I'm making a podcast to share everything I've learned along the way, from my bachelor's internships to early career in marketing to becoming head of international marketing by age 29. Plus, everything I wish my 20-year-old self had known. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, get your snacks ready to go, and let's do this. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Marketing Nuggets. Now, one of the reasons that really inspired me to start a podcast was, as I mentioned in my intro, it is to give my team the tools to be the superstars. And what I mean by that is I want them to learn everything that I know about marketing and even more and be anything that they want to be, whether that is a CEO by the time they're 30, whether it's that they want to start their own company, whether it is that they want to be a marketing director, anything that they want to do, I, as their manager, feel super, super passionate that I want to help them as much as I can. And that's how my podcast started in terms of I wanted to help more people and really to pull back the curtain. And if I can help anybody that's an inspiring marketer to learn from the mistakes that I've made, to get some inside help if they're struggling with a certain channel, or simply to be inspired, then it was definitely worth my time. So today's episode is sort of on that track. And one of the things that I absolutely love about climbing the marketing ladder is that when you start to go up in the corporate world, you get to manage people. And some people it comes really, really naturally to, other people really, really struggle. And you will know that everybody has a different management style. I'm going to talk about the five things that for me personally, I use to manage a marketing team. And these are five things that I have learned that I really like, that I'm really receptive to, and also that work the best. I wanted to share them in case you are a budding marketer that is about to go into that step from a marketing exec to a marketing manager. And one thing that I would say that when you're going to be moving up the corporate ladder, one thing that you will notice as you start to get more people and as you start to get more senior, you will become a lot more hands off in terms of day to day marketing. You will need to look much more over the overall marketing planning, the strategy and the budgets. And that just comes part and parcel with moving up. But my recommendation is that you still try and roll your sleeves up whenever you can so that you don't become a manager that is too far off the pulse and you don't know what's going on in the channels. I personally love to spend about a day a week in a marketing channel in the weeds, really getting to grips with something, maybe helping out because we have not enough resource in an area. But I really think that that then helps me as a manager and a leader help to inspire my team, but also to help them with the day-to-day issues that they are doing. And I've mentioned in another podcast that If you haven't done the channels yourself, then you don't really know how much time things take. And the example that I used was how time-consuming organic social is, just taking Instagram, for example, that you wouldn't necessarily know unless you've sat and done it. And the amount of steps and extra time that things take, you will be amazed. But anyway, I'm going to run you through my top five managing a marketing team tips, as I mentioned. So the first one for me is regular one-to-ones. So I like to, depending on the size of your team, if you have more than five people that you manage, I find that a bi-weekly, so every other week, have an hour one-to-one. 
this way it doesn't take up if I did them weekly it would be far too much of my day-to-day -day hours spent on one-to-ones but I really like to have them every other week so I can check in I check in on personal stuff and professional stuff I don't just go into work stuff that's just my approach and I think that that works a real nice blend and balance because you should be looking out for them as their manager in all areas and I set an agenda for them before they come to the one-to-one -one so they know the five things that they need to come and talk to me about so that it is efficient and effective and we get results from it I find that the danger with regular meetings such as one-to-ones, if you don't have an agenda, it can be not as a good use of time as you want. So yes, whilst you might have 10 minutes just catching up about personal stuff and checking in with them, when you get down to the marketing stuff and the nitty gritty, they have your time for that hour in two weeks. So they need that time as much as you need it to make sure that they're getting things signed off, that they need signing off if they are talking about any pain points that they have, anything that they need help with, or all of that stuff make sure that it's then spoken about and then this follow-up after so that they are actioned one-to-ones and you get that regular time with them but it's not necessarily the same week in week out and these are super important if you're still like we are remote working because of covid so having those regular catch-ups with them is so so important so the second one, and this is very specific to marketing and being a manager there, is to encourage upskilling and cross-channel learnings. If you want to become a marketing manager, you need to have a wide breadth of knowledge of at least, I would say, six to seven channels that you know completely inside out. Therefore, if their role is much more channel specific, say they are PPC exec, and their aim that they've told you is to become a marketing manager. It is your responsibility as a marketing manager to make sure that you are giving them the tools that they need to get to that next step in their career. So cross-channel learning. So if there is a, another area of the business which they don't know about yet, so if they don't know necessarily SEO or Facebook ads or influencers or digital marketing, there's so many different areas, of course, in marketing. And there's people in the business that will know what they need to know. So there's opportunity there to get people together and, and you as the manager need to facilitate that as well as a upskilling in terms of what they can learn which is from other platforms so me personally I have a spreadsheet which is called marketing learning links and in there I pop lots of different courses from Google and HubSpot and LinkedIn and Skillshare and internal upskilling presentations that we've done in the past and they're all there so when they have their monthly time that I've set aside for them to upskill they can go on there and look at whatever they want to learn and pick a course and go and do it and I absolutely think that you as manager need to be looking out for what resources are available to help their upskilling to get them to the next stage. The third one, and this works really, really nicely in marketing teams, is when you've got campaigns coming up, to have brainstorming sessions. Don't just leave them alone to be coming up with the ideas on their own. You can pull in various members of your own team or maybe other areas of the marketing department to really help and support. It makes such a difference, even if it's just once a quarter, if one person has something really, really big coming up and they could do some extra help, they might not necessarily ask for it, but you as the manager facilitate everybody coming together and a big brainstorming creative session. This works really, really well if it's a campaign coming up and you need a second 
opinion on it. So really encourage this brainstorming creative sessions, ideally face-to-face with a big whiteboard, my favorite way of doing brainstorming that they can learn. And what I found from those sessions is that people will unexpectedly learn things and figure out things that they wouldn't necessarily have happened and it's really encouraging that organic cross-department sharing of knowledge that is really scarce when we're working from home and they're the things that we lose from those corridor catch-ups to those quick on the on the fly side of desk conversations that are talking about campaign coming up so you need to actively make a effort to encourage those brainstorming sessions and I try and do them once a quarter but if I know that somebody has a really big campaign coming up for a certain country then I'll get everybody together The fourth one, and this one has really come around and it's very specific to where I am currently as a manager and it's from two things. It's one from doing international marketing where we work with countries all over the world from the US all the way to Australia and every country and time zone in between and it has come from COVID and working from home during the winter, especially during those dark hours. Me personally, and this could differ from company to company, I give them permission to work their best hours and their best times. And that has come from those two things that have come out from the last year that really make a difference in our working day. So if I have a team member that's working on the Australian account, she might have to get up at 5am one morning, but then she'll have to finish super, super early and that's okay. Or they might not be working a different time zone, but it is dark until 8am and then it goes dark at 4pm in the middle of winter. So for mental health and to get a breath of fresh air and to get away from your work being in your home, I really encouraged to give them permission to go and work when suited them throughout the day during all of those times. And I found that giving them that flexibility and that permission to it's okay if you work from 7am but you have a shorter if you have a earlier finish or have a big chunk of time in the middle of the day as long as they're communicating that to me they're keeping their diary up to date and they are getting all of the work done that they need to get done it really made a difference to productivity because they weren't bound by the normal working day when it wasn't normal times of working Finally, the fifth one, and this is something that I struggled with in my early career, and it's definitely something that I want to tell all young 22, 23-year-olds to encourage boundaries. Now, when I was early 20s, I used to have my work emails on my phone and lots and lots of ways to access to me from WhatsApp on my personal phone and if I got an email at 6 30 at night no matter what it was I would respond to it and if there was something that which was fine but if there was something that needed to be actioned but I couldn't action it because I wasn't at work I would then have it on my mind all evening and I knew I couldn't fix it till the morning but because I knew it was there and waiting for me it caused me so much extra stress and anxiety that I just didn't need when because I couldn't deal with it so if I'd have not seen it waited until 8 30 the next morning and actioned it then it would have caused so less stress on me as a person and I've really learned now to have much better boundaries with my 
emails on my work on my personal phone and actually I still do have them on there (laughs) I still have them on there but I don't have the notifications on so if I want to go and check on anything I can I have access to it but I don't get the notifications which cause me the extra stress and when I'm on holiday I delete them off my phone so that I'm not tempted to go and check them Same with Microsoft Teams. I have that on my phone, but I don't have the notifications on. And that works for me personally, where I am with my work-life balance. But it is okay, especially for junior members of the team, to not have their emails on the phone. I don't want it to be a norm, especially when it's their personal phone. And I try so hard to encourage them to not have that because I know that they're all like me and they want to do an amazing job and they don't want to let anybody down and they're super, super ambitious. And so am I. I am absolutely the same, but I've learned that It can actually cause more harm than good if you don't put some boundaries that work for you in place and giving them permission that it's okay to have work boundaries. You don't have to be accessible 24 hours a day. Of course, it's slightly different if you work on social media, for example, you do need to have that. And as you go up, so when you're in a much more senior position, you do need to be accessible, but you can still put some boundaries in place that work for you. And for me as a manager, it's to encourage that and to say it's okay and to really teach them good habits now so that they don't have extra stress, so that they don't have burnout and so that they have a much healthier relationship with their work-life balance, which is really hard at the moment, especially because of COVID and those blurred lines of home work living. So there you have it. They are my top five tips for managing a marketing team. And as I said, this is just works, this is just what works for me as a manager. It's something that I think that anybody that is going to become a manager of people, you need to go into it really with your eyes open and think about the impact that you could have on people that you are managing and take it really, really seriously. There's some really good books out there about managing people, about leading people. If you're lucky, hopefully your organization does courses and gives you resources to becoming a leader. I One of my favorite things to do is do a personality test on yourself so that you know what type of person that you are and how you like to lead. It was really, really eye-opening to me and it helped me to pick out where my strengths are with my leadership, but also where my weaknesses are. And we did a, I think it was the Enneagram test as well. So just look at personality tests and they're really, really interesting and they can really help you as a person, not only develop your management skills, but also just your general human to human interaction skills. And it's definitely, definitely helped me as a manager. Now I am a manager. I never want to not be one. I absolutely love helping and inspiring younger marketers and it's definitely something that I am really passionate about but don't get me wrong what is difficult when you become a manager is having to take that step back sometimes and not doing the do of marketing day in day out and I found that quite tough because I love to do the do so I found that now I'm taking a step back and I'm advising people and I'm on a lot more calls and a lot more meetings but that is just what happens as you go up in a company and you have to be prepared to change that equilibrium of what you do and what you advise on and it's definitely a steeper learning curve but if you're prepared for it it is easier to manage absolutely 
I'm actually just gonna to touch on one other thing that works for me is that we all share our calendars so they can see exactly what I've got on in my diary and I can see theirs. I like to give them full visibility of my calendar as well just so that they can see where my gaps are and if they need to put in an emergency meeting with me, they can see where I have the gaps and they don't need to ask me because usually I'm on a lot of calls so they don't necessarily can ask me but they know that they can slot in for extra time with me even if it's not the time that is their one-to-one. I have a very open door policy. So even though we have those scheduled one-to-one calls in every two weeks, that doesn't mean that they can't talk to me or catch up with me in those other times. And as a manager, it's really important to me that I'm really approachable because that's what I want from anybody that is my manager. So there you have it. This has been slightly longer than I thought my quick five tips would be, but I hope this helped. And if you are going to become a manager, good luck. And just remember, empathy is the number one thing that you need to be a manager. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to my Marketing Nuggets podcast. I've been your host, Emma, and I will catch you next time. Bye for now.